Welcome to Lifelines. This is John Augustine. There's a cliche that artists must struggle, but Frida Kahlo must hold the world's record. As a Mexican woman, she already had two strikes against her in her struggle for recognition. As a lifelong invalid, she struggled with chronic pain every day from childhood on. And she struggled through her marriage, separation, divorce, and remarriage to her 300-pound, chronically unfaithful partner, the titan of Mexican art, Diego Rivera. Kahlo's father was a successful studio photographer in Mexico City and a weekend watercolorist who brought his little daughter to the park while he painted. But when Frida was six, she was confined to her bed for nine months with pain in her leg and foot, later diagnosed as polio. She survived, but 12 years later she was impaled in a bus accident, a metal handrail driven through her hip, fracturing her pelvis. A lifetime of surgeries followed, culminating in the amputation of her leg shortly before she died at 47. Kala was just 15 when she became aware of Rivera, who was painting a mural at her high school. He was 36, back in Mexico from years in Europe, and it would be another six years before the two would actually meet at a party when she was a budding artist herself. The couple's difference in age was reflected in the size of their art. Diego's murals were huge, hundreds of square feet, while Frida's were often one square foot. But he was genuinely impressed by her talent and would always champion her work, and even listen to her advice on his own work. It was Roberta who encouraged her to use the bright colors of Mexican folk art and paint her works on tin, like the retablos, the small paintings people offered as altarpieces. No painter has ever been more autobiographical than Frida Kahlo. She is the subject of her most successful paintings, a figure in darkness, displaying her wounds, her bleeding, her exposed heart, elements her European audience would recognize as surrealistic. It was a powerful testimony. But she was fighting just to be noticed. Ribera was gathering headlines for commissions like the giant mural of the automobile industry, the pride of the Detroit Institute of Art, and the doomed controversial Rockefeller mural in New York. Meanwhile, Kahlo had two shows in her whole career. Eventually, there was a Frido Kahlo Museum in Mexico City, but they never loaned out their collection, so that was the only place you could see her work. But she did enter history by another door. Mexico became a sanctuary destination for political refugees. She and Roberta housed many of them in the lead-up to World War II. Their most famous guest was Leon Trotsky, on the run from Stalin's Russia. After two years, Trotsky moved to a different location where an assassin caught up with him. Frida also devoted a great deal of her limited energy to helping refugees who had fled to Mexico from the Spanish Civil War. She had few sales, though one day Edward G. Robinson dropped by. The famous American gangster actor was also one of the leading art collectors in Hollywood with a fine eye for new talent. He bought four of her paintings on the spot for $200 each, the biggest sale she had ever had. Thirty-six years after her death, one of her little self-portraits was auctioned off in New York for $1.4 million the first Latin American painting to break the million-dollar sale mark. Since then, Frida Kahlo has become a cult figure. As her biographer writes, she has become the most famous painter from Latin America and one of the most highly regarded artists of the 20th century. 
Her biography, Frida Kahlo, is by Jack Rummel. This program has been Lifelines. I'm John Augustine.